Hi, this is Carrie. And this is Kathy. And welcome to Naturally. Naturally. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, we are here again and still driving around. We were doing two and one today. We've actually been doing a lot of nights that are two and one, and I think it's made the podcast a lot better. So if you like that we're dropping episodes more frequently, I want you to reach out to us and tell us that because. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of fun doing it, and honestly, if no one reaches out, we'll probably still keep doing it, but I don't know. I feel like it's a nice vibe. Agreed. 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 Speaking of fun, today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of playing outside. We love playing outside. Embracing imagination. So, you always know we we have a theme, and I'll get to it in a little bit, but I'm going to tell us a story first. Okay, about why we are doing this episode in the first place. I love a good story. So, a couple weeks ago, I'm out and about in the park, and I'm being my chatty Kathy self, and I get done talking to all the folks in the area, and then I start to venture back in my vehicle, and I see this kid and his dad, and he is running out of the woods with a katana. Aggressive. Right? And don't worry, it's a plastic katana for anybody that might be concerned, concerned about why about why a six-year-old child is just running through the woods with a katana. And you better know that I whipped that car right back around again. And I said, oh, I have to talk to these people. I see a random green plastic katana. We have to stop. And so get out, start chatting. Of course, like, you know, kid is shy at a bit. For the first part and I said oh man do you want to show me some cool moves on your katana and he was shy and he's like no 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 and then the dad said no no show her show her your breath of the wild moves yes <laughs> and for those of you that don't know breath of the wild is a Nintendo game mm-hmm. that's in like the Legend of Zelda series and absolutely beautiful game I have played it and so as soon as I hear that, I'm like, you've played Breath of the Wild? And the kid eyes, he's just like lights up. And he's like, yeah, I have. And then they proceed to tell me how the dad replicated a scene from that game. Where in the game, you venture into the Lost Woods and you find the Master Sword. And you pull the Master Sword out and you need the sword to defeat the enemy in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you are not strong enough before you pull out the sword, it will kill you. Oh, wow. Right? And so this dad had replicated that scene in the woods for his kid. And that kid was so proud of that moment. And I don't know if that kid in a few years will remember him replicating that scene, but I can guarantee you that the love that he had for his dad, I think, grew a little bit that day. Aw, that's sweet. Right? And that brings us to today's theme, is that we can use our imagination to bridge the gap between technology and nature. You are never too old to play outside, never too young to get started. So, I think it's very understood that we 
live in a world where things can be made very black and white, right? That are really twisted to be black and white. Really twisted to be black and white because I'm sure everyone's heard the phrase kids these days. They're always playing their games. Back in my day, you know, that type of thing. And so in our time today, I want us to kind of think about, like, the root of why people enjoy gaming so much and how some of those roots are the same things that draw people to nature. Talk about some fun things that you can do in parks near you, especially if you have kids that love gaming and how, again, you can use your imagination to bridge those gaps. Okay. I'm pretty interested to hear why people love gaming because, like, I have never been somebody who just, like, sat down and played a game. Yeah. Obsessively. Like, I remember I loved playing Wii Ski, and I really like Mario Kart. So, so I kind of more Mario of, like, the sporty... Yeah, and, like, Which I, I think would there's do, something you can resonate then with. I used to do, like, some Mario Sunshine action on yeah. the GameCube. Like, yeah. but it was just, like, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't very obsessed with doing it, so mm-hmm. I never really related a lot to, to gamers. Yeah. My husband really likes playing games still, um, but it's just, like, I've never heard someone break it down, so I'm really excited to get to listen. To get into this just yeah. a little bit. Because there's so many different types. There's, like, you know, yeah, more of the sporty games. There's more of, like, your story. Because that's kind of where I find more interest in. So if it has a good story, like, Assassin's Creed was my jam. And, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, some of those, they have a good story to them. Mm-hmm. But, so our first point... Underneath the modern obsession with gaming is a thirst for the things that nature provides. Okay. So again, it's easy to label technology as a bad thing, but I kind of reflected on all the reasons that somebody might play a game. And I found a lot of common trends between that and the people that enjoy being outside and why you might pick up a certain outdoor hobby. And then kind of, I think once you understand those common similarities, you can relate to both people and you can find that balance between the two. And you can maybe encourage people that love gaming or kids especially that love gaming Mm -hmm. to go and venture outside more. So reasons why some of my games, number one, control slash safety. So... There's comfort in a game that has set outcomes. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, set outcomes as in, like, if you win, you get this. If you lose, this happens. Yeah. And, like, there's two avenues. And if you lose, there's not a really big negative thing that happens. Okay. Which I think in this day and age is what, especially for younger generations, there's a lot of appeal in that. Yeah, like a... Because we live in very, not necessarily unstable times, but we live in a day with, because of, like, mass information, you're constantly hearing about the instability that's out there. Oh, yeah. Right? It's almost like information is almost too readily available. Exactly. It's like WebMDing yourself. Mm -hmm. The moment you feel sick, like, it's just so available that it scares you automatically. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for example... 
I don't know if anybody's heard of like Stardew Valley, but like it's a farming simulator. And so that cracks me up that people will, you know, after a long hard day, they just go home and they go farming virtually, which arguably you would be like, oh, well, that's more work. But there's something about, okay, well, you know, what's going to happen. Right. You got that nice music going, et cetera. calming. For me, being in the outdoors, archery does control. Fishing, for you, yeah, might explain that control because you know the set actions that you might not get a fish, but you know that if you do A, B, C, you know, okay, at the end of the day, what the possible outcomes are going to be and that nothing bad is going to necessarily happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's still, like, that some sense of control and safety in the outdoors. Number two, accomplishment. So having the satisfaction of, like, an immediate, I did this. And, so, like, having a reward for yeah, it. Yeah, and having a reward for it. So That's you cool. do a quest, you get a prize. Okay. Can yeah, you talk about ways to do that in the outdoors? Well, I was yeah, about to yeah. ask you, what's like a, a very accomplishing moment for you in the outdoors? I mean, catching a fish for me is an accomplishment mm-hmm. because if I caught one, that probably means that I was there for at least three or four hours <laughs> trying. So it's like a built up moment and I feel like I did, a, I did some, something of worth in order to achieve that. Um, but other moments I felt I felt accomplished have been after a hike that I, I was, completed. That's mine. Yeah. Or because um, I put on here, I've got my little notes. I put hiking to the top of Pinnacle Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Or also like uh, other accomplishments. Or recently has been like I go to a state park, I stamp my passport book, and I'm like, yes, it's yeah. like another like on Mario Kart where you have to get all those little coins in order to like level up essentially it's like another coin I've achieved to like level up that you've done it and stuff like uh, on the gaming side of things I put Animal Crossing kind of as the assumption you pay off your house which again is a very realistic thing so you you complete all 52 state parks yeah you get a t-shirt you get a t-shirt because I guarantee you that probably getting all 52 state parks may in some measure be a little bit easier than paying off the house to Tom Nook if you've played Animal Crossing. But anyway, going from there. So number one, yeah, control, accomplishment, creativity. So this is more so for the types of games that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Is that even if I didn't write the story... I think you can connect to your creative side by experiencing the creativeness of others that wrote those stories. Hmm. So that's very compelling for like Assassin's Creed and just like seeing how these worlds were created virtually. Nice. That there's a lot of creativity there. What are some ways that we might experience creativity out in the nature? We were talking about the one of them earlier when you were talking about your wildflowers. Oh, yeah. Journaling. Yeah. Like nature journaling. You can get involved in like the duck stamp compact test, mm-hmm. photography. Yeah. There's a lot of creative outlets that you can do outdoors. Um, even just telling stories around the campfire that you can accomplish you know, that same connection there. 
I have a, a platform that I used to for inspiring people to get outside called Following the Fernway. Mm-hmm. And um, I use that as my creative outlet. But the, the pictures and the things I do in order to have, like, the content that I want is all outside. So all the time that I'm outside doing stuff, I'm thinking about how I can use that experience to influence other people. Um, so that's another creative outlet that I have. That's awesome. In order, and I think it enhances my experience in the outdoors. And it sounds like that would be an enhancing experience for people that really like gaming. Mm-hmm. And I really think that parks in Arkansas specifically you can have like a you talked about having a storyline that you really like and well we just got done with the Jacksonport episode yeah like there's a whole storyline before behind every single park that you visit that you can explore and you can step into those shoes Mm -hmm. the only thing you have to do is to go read something or talk to somebody Mm -hmm. in order to achieve that and then the last thing that I think is appealing to people that someone, a reason why younger generations, older generations, gamers enjoy gaming is, and there's probably more reasons besides this. These were just the ones I thought of. Mm-hmm. The last one I thought of was socialization. Mm. So getting that sense of community. A lot of people during COVID, Animal Crossing sold off the bookshelves. Because it was such a community. And because it also offered the multiplayer avenue. So you had all of these other things. You had like the senses of accomplishment, control, all this stuff. And you also got to play with people online. Mm -hmm. Which, this is one of those things that I don't think you can replace a face-to-face conversation. But that kind of brings me to my next point is that Going back to how it can be very, very easy to kind of see kids and talk about, okay, well, they are having so much screen time and doing this, that, the other. Is the problem that they want that or is it more so, okay, well, they are getting a part of those needs fulfilled by games Mm -hmm. and the full part that could be fulfilled by nature is just not made accessible to them. Oh, yeah. I, I do. Because of not having cars to drive to places or not mm-hmm. knowing about them or not having someone to share those yeah. amazing experiences. Like Jacksonport, I may not have, I mean, of course, now I do because I, I work in it, so I know where all the parts are located. But if I did not work where I do now, would I know about that one unless somebody were to share it with me? No. Because not it's at all. such a kind of specific specific place to go to yeah the i think that the the sharing of experiences whether that is on social media or in person or if you like join a club or a group that does things together is so important because that experience and the things that you got to do and see and have that day can be experienced by so many other people, which is really like at the heart of why I do following the furry. I didn't mean for this to turn into. Well, you're like finding connections. I'm finding, you're finding connections. connections. At the start of this episode, you're like, I don't know how much I'm going to get out of this because right. I don't understand game. I don't game, 
But again, there's more in common than you think as the why. Yeah. That so, people do things. I think that it's, um, there's lots of avenues to reach that, but the, those avenues have to be made accessible mm -hmm. for people to be able to experience the outdoors. So I know there's lots of places that do like, um, you can like rent a fishing pole for free for mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. Just pick it up from the visitor center or sure, from like the, the nature center or whatever. Um, there's also a lot like, of programs are free. A lot of programs that Arkansas state parks give are free programs mm -hmm. so that the only, the only way, the only yeah. thing you have to do is show up. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You don't have to pay anything. And we do live in, this is a good time to, to remind folks that we live in a state that we are very, very blessed to have even just state parks, not even talking about like Corps of Engineers and all of these other recreational spaces. Oh my gosh, yeah. There is a park that is within an hour's drive of every single citizen. So the accessibility and the ability to bridge that gap. Very good. Yeah. The, is a lot easier here, I think, than... Yes. And the other places are so... Are in and through and without... Throughout Arkansas, too. Or we have the Ozark National Forest... Um, the Washita National Forest and the St. Francis National Forest, uh -huh. um, and all of those are public lands that you can go and be on for free. You can go hang out at a picnic table, or you can go hang out on a dirt road and hang out with your buddies and uh -huh. and have a good time. I don't know what you're doing out there, but have a good time doing uh -huh. it. And then there's also all these. The lakes of Arkansas, the streams of Arkansas, the rivers of Arkansas, the the Corps of Engineers sites throughout Arkansas, um, the Arkansas Game and Fish Nature Centers, the wilderness areas throughout the state. Um, the for the most part, you can go experience. And as long as you can get there, like the cost of getting there might be a few dollars in gas or your time, but being there and experiencing it yourself for a lot of people is just free. Mm -hmm. You just get to show up and have that experience. So I really like that about this state. I love yeah. Arkansas. It's a good, we live in a very, very cool state. We do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kind of, well, not zoom through. But I definitely wanted to leave, especially parents. So let's say you do have that kid that they are enjoying screen time a lot. And you're like, okay, well, what are some ways that I can get them to venture more outside? Mm -hmm. You can really use your imagination. Again, this all kind of, this whole entire episode came about just me thinking about that moment that that dad made such a special moment for his kid and how creative he was in using his own imagination to play outside. So you can use technology and your imagination to bring others into the world of nature. So I just jotted down a couple of different ideas that you might try out. Yeah. So, and <laughs> the more I kind of got into it, a lot of games have actually natural influences already. Nice. So you can use that to bridge the gap. So if you have the kid that loves Animal Crossing or they love the farming simulator games, this, that, the other, you can take them fishing. Set up a store in your house where they get certain things for the fish that they catch. Like you are the Tom Nook that you are giving them bells. 
for the other. If go to a local aquarium in the nature center to kind of explore, because that was such a big moment in that game for some people. Um, Pokemon players. Man, I loved your Pokemon game that you gave people. Birding is basically the same thing. I know. I just think it's cute. When that hit me, like, a few years back, I was like, man. And birding's, like, they're they're real. Um, so you can go out there and you can literally, don't catch the birds. Don't catch them all. But you can... Theoretically catch them Theoretically all. catch them all. You can because see them all. There's apps that you can download for your kid that have, like, the life list. And you can just have fun with that. The most recent kind of, like big game and big media craze has been The Last of Us. Yeah, you've been into that. I haven't even touched. So for those that don't know, The Last of Us is a zombie influence game, but the has ties to nature because there's a fungi called cordyceps that turns ants into zombies. Mm -hmm. And the ant is forced by the fungi to climb up a tree, hang upside down, and then it spreads its spores to other ants underneath. So it just continues its life cycle. So you could quite literally, because ants love beech trees, These, and I think it's because they can dig into them a little bit easier. Probably. So these zombie ants love beech trees. Do you know what park has a crazy amount of beech trees? Village Creek. Village Creek State Park. So you can literally go zombie hunting with your kids at Village Creek State Park. You can find lower limbs and find cordyceps fungi. Just hanging out. Wow. Just out and about. I'm glad it can't get on me. (laughs) And then, of course, you can pretend you are the main character when you go out in the woods hunting for that master sword. Like that one kid and his dad did. Okay. Because last point here. When we play outside, we find the pieces that a game can never fulfill. And that's why it's so important for us to try and bridge that gap. Because... Mm -hmm. You can be in this virtual world and you can be awed by it and you can see the sun pixels, but you can't feel the sun's rays. You can't feel the wind crossing across your sand. You can't feel the water. You can't feel, you can't hear the birds in quite the same way. And so it is so important for us to, especially for our younger generations to, instead of saying kids these days, they never get outside. Instead, meet them where they're at, learn about the why behind they're doing it, and then use that to your advantage and use your imagination to play outside. Nice. So our call to action is to play outside. That's an easy one. I can do it right now. We're watching the sunset right now. And I'm like listening to Kathy and staring at the sunset. (laughs) We are vibing right now. It's a good time. So play outside. If you spend so much time on the computer, make sure that maybe you are dedicating at least 30 minutes to go outside. Mm -hmm. If there was something that you loved in a game or loved in a story, see if you can replicate that with some friends outside. And then also just having empathy for those that maybe don't come from the same world as you do, that they don't have that accessibility and help them to, you can be that accessibility. You can be that accessibility, invite them to play outside. I like it. Anything else you want to add? I think this is a beautiful story and you've inspired me. I'm very passionate about things like, again, no black and white. Life's a balance. I learned a lot about the why of gaming. My eyes have been opened. Yeah. 
And I think that I'll be able to relate better to people in the future because of that. Fantastic. Have fun, y'all. <gasps> Bye.